Our government has been clear, our premier has been clear, we will not mandate vaccine requirement uh, for schools and for staff at this point. That's not a decision point uh, we're going to proceed with. Our aim is to encourage vaccination at a voluntary level. Uh, it is promising to see the general population numbers move north of 80% and a great level of partnership with public health units and school boards, to their great credit, of really encouraging parents, staff and students themselves, 12 plus, to get a vaccine. And we believe by doing so, we will help restore that more normal school experience we all aspire to achieve. There you go. The education minister urging but not telling you to get vaccinated because it is not going to be mandatory, not for students nor for teachers. And look, I don't believe anyone should be forced to put anything in their body. But that does not mean that there aren't consequences if you should refuse. Like, why should you be able to be a a teacher, nurse or healthcare worker on the front lines and put others at risk? because you choose not to get vaccinated. And why do we have laws in this province that say we parents have to get kids vaccinated to go to school, just not for COVID? And so is the province wrong not forcing this? Or why doesn't this seem to have a bit of rhyme and reason? Dr. Sohail Gandhi is a family physician, also the former head of the Ontario Medical Association. Doctor, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. One of the things, I've got a couple of things I wanted to, to ask you about. Um, you know, there there seems to be kind of a, a pick and choose which vaccination we need. Why would the COVID vaccine not be a mandatory requirement like measles and all these other things that we're told kids have to get vaccinated for? So, like, why is there a discrepancy here? Well, there's two reasons for that. Uh, the first thing is the COVID vaccine still has not been approved for children under age 12. There are some trials ongoing. And at this point in time, Health Canada hasn't said that it's safe to give to children under age 12, right? So that takes uh, that off the board right away. You know, the second issue is that the COVID vaccine in people whom it's approved for is an exceptionally good vaccine. Uh, You know, the two mRNA vaccines that we have right now, Moderna and Pfizer, you know, I think you can make an argument that these are probably the most effective vaccines that have ever been developed for any disease. And if that's the case, if they are as effective as physicians like myself have been saying all along, what that effectively means is that if you're scared of getting COVID, if you're worried about COVID, get fully vaccinated and you'll be protected and you will be able to go into environments where COVID exists and you will be protected, right? Uh, So if that's the case... It it makes it hard to then turn around and justify saying, well, okay, you got the vaccine because we told you it was so effective. Oh, but we've got to, you know, we've got to immunize or we've got to force other people somehow or coerce other people somehow to get vaccinated. Right. It's 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 not great messaging uh, if you do that. Yeah, I mean, I was rather surprised, though. Does it surprise you to hear that there's no tracking of who's getting them uh, when it comes to kids or teachers? I mean, they are the front lines and, and, you know, there's a privacy element. But at the same time, we want to know who is coming into contact with who, but we don't seem to track it. Yeah, and and so our healthcare system does a doesn't do a very good job of tracking things at the best of times. Um, I think it's good to have overall numbers. So it's nice to know, for example, uh, you know, I work in a nursing home as well, and it's nice for me to be able to go out and say, hey, listen, we're doing really well. We've got ninety five percent of our our nursing home staff is vaccinated. Um, it, it becomes a real problem when you say which individual is vaccinated, right? That's where I think the privacy issues are are really paramount in in terms of disclosing personal information. 
During this pandemic, I've read uh, several, um, you know, articles about kids who are going unvaccinated, and it could be from lockdown measures. Parents just can't get them to their doctors because the doctor's offices are shut down. But we we know that there are numbers of children out there, millions around the world, who are not getting vaccinated for things like measles, rubella, polio, mm. diseases that have made a comeback. How concerned are you? that there'll be growing numbers of kids in schools without these vital shots at a time when we have COVID and at a time when we know that things like measles are, are no longer eradicated. Yeah, so actually, first of all, doctor's offices have been open all along during the pandemic. It's a bit of a myth to say family doctors haven't been open. Um, with respect to these other diseases that are resurgent, and, and that's really my big concern, is that in order to engage uh, the parents of children in particular who, who might be vaccine hesitant, who aren't getting their children vaccinated, we need to provide consistent and clear messaging to those parents. And when and this is where I, I really have some issues with, with vaccine certificates, because on the one hand, if you say, hey, this vaccine is great and your child is going to be completely protected, but on the other hand, you send a message out that, that's kind of the opposite that said, oh, in order to protect your children, we've got to do these other coercive messages. What it does is it actually feeds into the distrust of healthcare professionals and healthcare <laughs> authorities, right? And then it doesn't build the confidence that we need to build uh, to engage people who have uh, questions about vaccines and to, to engage with them and to show them the evidence and to say, hey, look, do you know that 99.5% of people who are in hospital with COVID or in the ICU are not vaccinated. And this is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You know, uh, we've got all the facts on our side. We've got the ability to use that positive information uh, to urge people to get vaccinated. And, and we need to be doing that. Yeah, and I think a lot of people just assume that it's a bunch of middle-aged uh, white guys uh, from Alberta that don't get vaccinated. And that, that is an absolute mistruth. I mean, if you look at the stats, um, it is actually a lot of people in lower marginalized communities um, who might not be uh, you know, able to get access to the information or just don't trust those in charge. Uh, and that is a big problem. Yeah, yeah. And and so my, my worry, as I say, is, you know, how do you build that trust? Do you build that trust by uh, a method that regardless of what anyone's personal opinion on it is, is going to be viewed by a group of people as coercive, right? Or do you gain that trust by going out into the community? You know, there's there's a group out there called thisisourshot.ca. And what they've done is they've got all this vaccine information in 31 different languages that they're promoting uh, throughout uh, the province because we're such a multicultural and diverse province, right? So you can get this positive information, this, this good, fair, accurate information in the language of your choice. And it's those kind of efforts that I think are responsible for the fact that we actually have a higher percentage of people vaccinated right now than I honestly thought we would at this stage. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit of a harder fight, frankly. Um, and, and I'm really glad to see that. I really need to emphasize that these, these vaccines are, are just that good that I, that I really support people getting vaccinated. Yeah, and it's interesting because once upon a time, it seems so long ago now, but it was like 2019 when the Ontario Medical Officer of, uh, of Health, or I think it was the Ontario um, yeah, Medical Association, was waving the, the, you know, sounding the alarms on herd immunity dropping because hmm. parents were getting out of um, getting vaccination through loopholes, whether it was for religious reasons or anything else. And there was a real concern that we just didn't have the numbers needed to get kids vaccinated. Yep. How concerned are you that the gap in that now has got much wider. 
So I, I'm quite uh, concerned about even one child going unvaccinated. Uh, I do believe that one of the things this pandemic has done, and uh, it's probably the only positive thing out of this miserable past 16 months, is that it's shown people what an unvaccinated world would look like. Mm. When we're yeah. not uh, vaccinated against COVID, you see what happens. And if none of us get vaccinated against measles or mumps or any of the other illnesses, that's what's going to happen to this world. Um, and that's the only positive thing you could say. Uh, so I, I believe there's been a decrease in the vaccine hesitancy, and I don't want to see it go up again. Uh, I, I want to continue to encourage uh, people to get uh, vaccines for all the uh, the illnesses that are out there, not just COVID. Yeah, Lord help us if other diseases take hold, uh, you know, while we're dealing with this, but uh, it can be prevented. Uh, doctor, appreciate your time very much and allowing me to pick your brain. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. That is Dr. Sahail Gandhi. He is uh, the former head of the Ontario Medical Association. Stay with us here. Alex Pearson on point. This is Global News Radio.